The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. That's right. It's Thursday, August 24th. And today is National Waffle Day. Oh, yeah. You know, Roscoe's is going to be busy today. It's also National Maryland Day. And National, you ready for this, Rico and Gretchen? You guys are going to love this. It is National Peach Pie Day. Oh, boy. Gretchen's going to be What is a peach pie? It's a pie made of peaches, Rico. It's pretty. Oh, peach cobbler. Nope. It says peach pie. Exactly. Say I peach made peach cobbler. cobbler last night. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. I never had peach pie. Where, where, they, where, where they make that? I had cobbler for breakfast. Where they make that at? Where they make peach pie? They make peach pie at probably People like. People make peach pies. Yeah. I've had plenty of peach pie. What is your Thank problem? You, Thank you, Thank you, Gretchen. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen, I've never seen it. I've, I've never seen it or heard of it. I get peach hey. cobbler all the damn time. Have you, ha- your blueberry pie. Yeah. And put peach Rico, in it. Rico, Rico, have you ever seen Jesus? Exactly. Every morning, exactly. Yeah. Every morning. Yeah. Thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top hand corner of your screen to see where we live on the internet. And we're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And uh eventually one day I guess we'll be audio only on Twitter spaces, but today is not that day. And coming up first, that's right, is the dope dad himself, the man who hates peach pie just because it's not peach cobbler. He also loves some Justin Bieber. That's right. He loves his peaches and cream. That's right. He's none other than the dope dad himself, Rico Lemite. Let me know if you can hear this, y'all. Yes. No, no, oh we, don't, we, don't, we, we don't hear that, but we hear you. So just, just proceed. This fucking guy. <laughs> well, thank you, Jason. Um, so just like uh, um, our homeboy, um, Justin the Biebs Bieber, you know, I get my peaches down in Georgia, too. But uh, back in 1996, California became the first state to enact metal, medical cannabis legislation with the Compassionate Use Act. Over the next four years, Oregon, Alaska, Washington, and Maine, Hawaii, Nevada, and Colorado all did the same. Eight years later, 2014, Colorado became the first to legalize adult use. And since then, we've seen 40 states and Washington, D.C., Greenlight Medical, and 23 others pass recreational. The movement is real. 
But ineffective leadership on a federal level led by empty suits, more concerned about their own reelections and perks and kickbacks from lobbyists, um, identity politics and culture wars, uh, rather than the will of their own constituencies, um, has left us all in legislative purgatory. Nobody really knows when federal legalization will finally happen or what it'll look like when it does, but when it, um, but that uncertainty has not stopped a few early movers in the mature state markets from getting ahead of the curve. California, Oregon, and Washington State all recently passed legislation allowing entrance into cross-border cannabis trade agreements with one key difference. Oregon and Washington require some kind of federal reform or guidance to proceed. California's new law contains a provision empowering its governor to craft interstate agreements so long as the state's attorney general determines said actions would not put the state in legal jeopardy. For the article, uh, the review now underway in the California AG's opinions unit was initiated following a request from the State Department of Cannabis Control, what we call the DCC over here, back in January. Emails and letters obtained by Marijuana Moment in response to a Public Records Act request offer insight into how the process has played out so far. DCC's January request asked whether state law authorization under an agreement pursuant to Chapter 25, Division 10 of the Business and Professional Code uh, for, med uh, for medicinal or adult use commercial cannabis activity for or both between out-of-state licensees and California licensees will result in significant legal risk to the state of California under the Federal Controlled Substance Act. Matthew Lee, general counsel to the DCC, told the publication in, uh, in a phone interview Tuesday that he has no concerns at all about the amount of time that's transpired between the department submitting the request, saying that we feel very confident that the longer and more carefully you look at the issue, the more likely you are to agree with the conclusion that we have reached. And it seems that is just the case. The AG's office has a very serious job, he continued. They need to make up, they need to make sure that they are being very, very careful, looking at all the angles that are necessarily uh, um, when dealing with novel complex areas of law where the stakes can be quite high. So I think that a huge part of giving them the time and space that they need to do their job is, rec is recognizing that the process takes time and it should take time. After receiving the agency's request, California Deputy Attorney General, General, General Kareem Kempfield sent, two, uh, sent emails to several potentially interested parties in February inviting feedback on the question. He said the responses should ideally be submitted by April 4th, but it's a soft deadline. Materials received after that date may nonetheless be considered. Records also obtained show that several organizations, including rural county uh, representatives for California, uh, the RCRC, the California State Association of, uh, of Counties, the CSAC, and the California Cannabis Authority, CCA, have shared their perspectives. You can use the links to, uh, to view all the full responses, but essentially everybody was on the same page. Now, they all said that they believe authorizing interstate cannabis commerce would not lead to federal enforcement action. Uh, MJ Moment's conclusion in the article was that None of the letters or emails released indicated any parties consulted um, believe there was a discernible risk of federal legal action against California for simply authorizing cross-border marijuana commerce. However, certain records responsive to, um, to their requests were exempted from release under various provisions of the state's public information law covering documents sub subject to attorney-client privilege, 
work product exemption and deliberative process privilege. In November, uh, an Oregon uh, marijuana business uh, uh, filed a lawsuit in another federal court uh, declaring the state's current ban on cannabis exports and imports to and from other states violates their constitution. Other states where cannabis is legal have considered passing similar legislation to allow um, the same. New Jersey became the first on the East Coast to hop on the bandwagon with its Senate president introducing interstate marijuana commerce bill last year. Maine recently tried to do the same, but the state's legislative committee uh, um, said no matter, uh, they actually rejected the uh, the issue, but the, um, uh, the state's legislative committee chair said that the matter could be revisited uh, through another vehicle. So what do you guys think? Much has changed since California became the first to move on medical back in 96, and we could definitely use the potential tax revenue from all the product already illegally making its way across the borders uh, into other states. Um, are, are the present day odds, support, and timing enough in our favor to confidently move forward in another high stakes game of chicken with the feds? Can we win? I'm Rico Lamid, the dopest ad on the street for High Nine News. I want to hear from you guys. What do you think? These people that are promoting this are just idiots, Rico. Just just straight up. These people are straight Facts. idiots. Straight idiots. <laughs> oh All right. Straight idiots. Just is what it is. The fact that they're they're going to tell the attorney general. It's all going to be gone next year, so let's just, just go for it, man. I mean, the, the fact that they're going to tell the attorney general, like, hey, hey, we don't think that that us doing interstate trade is really going to be a, a big thing and the federal government's not going to come after us these people are just i don't know what kind of a world that they're living in but it is definitely not like reality them do it it is I'll definitely okay, not so reality hold, 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 jason beck you know how much i'd love to agree with you but here i cannot uh because you're wrong, don't then. give me shit let me talk go for it uh what they have come up with this interstate compact between certain states that share a border technically is allowed no, it's not. if the feds yes it is jackass let me finish if the feds approve it the feds are never so going to approve anything like this this is stupid did i say if i said if i, I know that so, too An interstate compact can only uh, be sanctioned by right, the house i'm gonna leave you got this show stop Jason it Fuck you. Um, hey I'm hang out. on for a second guys we've had a pissing match in california before over the conflict between federal and state law and as long as it's intrastate within the state of California, there is no conflict. Once you cross the state line, there's a conflict with federal law. And I think Clarence Thomas is chomping at the bit to get that case before him again. So you can go back and look at this ridiculous fucking 1940 case, Wickard versus Filiburn over some guy growing wheat in his field without permission and reevaluate this in light of our current situation where there is no Uniform strategy at the federal level to control this, tell them to get the fuck out of the way officially and let states do what they want to do unless they violate the dormant commerce clause, which is entirely different other end of the spectrum. So I, I would I would not be the first to, to pack up a, a trailer full of weed and start heading across state lines because you're going to be the sucker that ends up in trial. Yep. I, would, I think if the DOJ in California had a hair on their ass, they'd go file in federal court to try and get a declaration that this is approved and let the court start there. I don't know if they have enough hairs on their ass in the DOJ here in California, but maybe we'll, we'll see. I sure enough got a razor. Oh, boy. Oh, they sell boy. special little razors. Yeah, they got battery-operated shavers, not for your nose hairs, but, you know, for the hairs other places. So maybe they need to send them some of that. 
There we go. Manscaped. Let's send him from Hyatt Nine some ball shavers or something. Manscaped. Manscaped. <laughs> we should get we should get uh, um, um, we should get sponsored by them so we can send out a promo code. Yeah. You go. Have you oh, got a boy. hair in your ass? If not, here's a razor. <laughs> <laughs> For all the hairs on your ass. Mm-hmm. That's that's real cute. It's real cute. Now these guys, these guys, uh, Gretchen. Gretchen, I actually was very interested in your perspective on this. Could you please um, uh, tell us? No one what, gives a fuck. No one cares about what the Constitution is. That's what Jason Beck do. doesn't. He could care less about about it. What it says. You're, long you're form, out Gretchen. of your mind, Gretchen. All right. Article one, section ten, clause three, approves interstate commerce packs. So all I was saying, if you would ever fucking listen. is if these guys can make the case that this is doable, it's allowed to happen. Congress just has to approve it. I agree that Congress has to approve it. I agree, but you're never going to get... you don't fucking agree on a goddamn thing I I just said, Mr. King of Flip-Flop. I said the House house to approve it. You're never going to get... You wear an orange to match what your boy's going to be looking like in a few hours? Is that what you're going for? Is that going for solidarity with Trump? You are never going to get 118 members of the House to vote yes on an interstate compact to allow for interstate trade. That's just total BS. You're an idiot. You're never going to get 118 you know, I looked votes. At that too. I looked at that story, and when they was talking about, like, you know, transport from one end to the next and then everything else, and I was, I don't think that, I don't think so either. Yeah, these I don't people, think so either. There's too, there's too much profit in jamming people up and making things difficult. It's too I don't much ever of a see these people trying to do anything right. Also, too, there's no standardization for testing, so how are you going to have product that tests clean in one state that won't test clean in another state even be able to be sold legally? Like, there's so many hurdles. These people are just just, just backwards crazy. Now, I am glad, I'm though. I'm simply saying there's a way to do it. I agree That's what with I'm you. Saying. I agree with you. I've always <laughs> said that. I, you. I agree with you. There's a way to do it. I'm just saying that I don't it's think it's going to be a reality. It's not reality. And all you're going to need is a simple majority. Especially, especially if you have just three states that are willing to go forward at the moment. Like, no. uh, if you're going to do interstate trade, why would you not? Just, you're not. Like, if you're going to go into another state, you have to follow their rules. You have to um, have product that can pass their. That's not. That's testing. not how it works. That's not how it works, Rico. It's not how it works. Why would you not do it that way? That's not how it works because you would have basically you would have to have a federal mandate as far as what pro- as far as like um, testing standards that would be a federal basis that all products had to test with it in this. And then if a state wanted to enact other things on their products, they, they could enact other things. But there has to be some sort of baseline testing requirement. That's a national standard. I'm saying hypothetically, these three states. Yeah. What are you talking about, Jason? That's not what you need for a compact and interstate I didn't, compact. I didn't say that's what you need for a compact. I'm talking about after, if they were to do it, I'm saying then you would still have to have that in place, and that's not even there. So this is all just I can't keep up with BS. all your flip-flopping today. I there there ain't no right. flip-flopping. I'm staying can't. on pace. I don't know what you're talking about, girl. You're just not hearing things right, Flip-flop, apparently. Hip-hop. Yeah, it's not that you. It's not. It's not that he's talking too fast, baby girls. You're listening too slow. Yeah, that part. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I can't. I can't keep up with the many different opinions of Jason Beck. They change every five seconds oh, to try boy. and pretend that he looks like he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to Jason Beck about civics, you go for it. Knock yourselves out. You should. Honda. Honda Civics. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Rico. Let's, let's, let's Rico. Let's roll. Let's roll right on into Dale. Let's keep it going. <laughs> are, are you are you coming uh, second today, Jason? No, 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 no. We're going to Dale. I don't have a story today. We're we're going rolling with Dale. Dale. <laughs> all right, all right, cool, cool. So up next, we have the 36 year Armada Law Corp veteran, 
uh, joining us from the comfort of his newly retired home. Y'all know who it is. It's everybody's favorite foul mouth uncle in the place to be. Uncle Dale Schaefer. Hey, good morning, everybody. And for those of you east of the Mississippi, good afternoon. My story today uh, is about Tilray. comes out of Law 360. And Tilray gets security suit tossed on reconsideration. Um, Gretchen, hang on a minute. There's a, a little bit about this pleadings and stuff. I know it makes you sleepy, but you talk about it anyway. Um, this case involves the Securities and Exchange Commission Act uh, from 1934, and people lying like Dixie to inflate the, the stock value and then selling a bunch of stock, making a lot of money, and then issuing a report that, oh, we lost our ass and stock falls, and shareholders decided to sue Tilray. And this also is in federal court, and we've talked briefly about um, pleadings I know it gets boring, but when you file a pleading in state court, you just generally have to allege things. It's called notice pleading. In federal court, you've got to sign the document, the pleading that under penalty of perjury, it's called a verified complaint. You can't just throw shit out there and hope it sticks against the wall, gets you in trouble. You've got to specifically plead things. And the CEO of Tilray, and Tilray got sued here for puffing up a deal with uh, Authentic Brands Group and their stock value went up. Turns out that what they were saying was not necessarily true. You know, surprise, surprise. They, they claimed that this uh, agreement with Authentic Brands is going to make them a bunch of money. And inside the Beltway, what they're being told is that your trim's shit, the extracts from it are shit, and you're not going to make a lot of money off this. So the um, CEO claims he didn't know this. So when they filed a complaint under shareholder rights for fraud, the court made them specifically plead fraud, which means you've got to specifically plead that you know or informed that somebody knew what they were saying was wrong. They said it to get you to rely on it and that you relied on the, the fraud to your detriment. Okay? And that's where this case got kicked out the first time. They didn't plead that um, the CEO knew that these facts were false. You've got to plead that. And then he said them with the intent for you to rely on them. So it got kicked out. They came back with another complaint and pointed out this guy dumped a bunch of stock. Okay? And in the circuit, it seemed that, uh, and this is the, the, the circuit, the um, appeal circuit they were in, that if you plead that someone's dumping stock, it's an inference that they were acting uh, with knowledge that there was a problem here. Okay. And so they allowed that to get beyond the pleading of fraud that you knew or you should have known because you dumped a bunch of stock. But what they talked about specifically is that as a CEO or an insider, you're allowed to enter into an agreement uh, for the sale of your stock as an insider. And if you enter into these agreements in good faith, what this means is here's metrics. If the stock gets to a certain value, I want you to sell it. Okay. It's a it's a document that's signed by everybody, and that's what happened here. This guy um, realized, I don't know, it's like $13 million uh, out of stock sales during the period when these representations were being made that turned out to be false. But it turns out he had an agreement to do that, and the metrics they met uh, dumped the stock. They also pointed out the guy might have just been greedy too, okay? but that's not fraud. So what we take away from this 
is be very goddamn careful about believing anything a corporation puts out about what's going on with them. Do your own due diligence. And if you buy a bunch of stock and you find out that somebody dumps a bunch of it and the value falls out, um, you know, look into that because it smells a lot. And also litigation is very expensive. So these wars get fought in pleading because a case like this is a high six-figure, low seven-figure attorney's fee that's attached to it. So if you can knock these cases out before you spend even $100,000 through a pleading war, you enter into these minutiae of pleading wars. And I know, Gretchen, I haven't lost you. Your eyes are still open. But this is another example of pleading wars. It gets kind of boring unless you're an attorney getting paid to knock this shit out in you know, the first inning. So there we have it. Um, another example of people inside the industry saying shit that ain't true. And then at this case, it looks like they ducked away from it. So there we have it back at you. What do you guys think? And you too, Gretchen, I know you're not a guy. I could tell from here you weren't. Thanks. <laughs> I, do, I do have boobs. Yeah. Boobs and a vagina, which Jason is afraid of. Definitely Scared not. Scared of all oh, the lady parts. Man. Definitely not. I don't know what world you're talking well, about, Gretchen. Dale. Mm-hmm. Dale, on this one, I, I always like, just like uh, think back at, you know, when I was in the financial services industry, we actually, you know, the, the quote unquote analysts that go on CNBC and all these other programs, um, we pay them to say a bunch of shit. And we have block trades for literally like millions of dollars. They all have to be uh, pre-cleared. And um, generally, you see a company, big time company saying that their direction is one way on TV. They're usually betting against you regardless. It's all a bunch of lies and it's all paid for. So like the best thing, if you're going to be watching CNBC, you're going to be watching like any of these other like Fox Business or any of those others. The best thing you should do is like put it on mute and look at the numbers and do your own fucking research because it's all a bunch of lies. It's all a bunch of smoke and mirrors and they're all doing backdoor deals that you don't even know of. And um, that's the kind of stuff that you can actually talk about and uh, and, and get popped for. for. But um, you're just going to lose in situations like that, like straight up. You're going to lose your money, and you're not going to have you're not going to have a, a horse in the race when you're trying to uh, file a lawsuit against like big companies like that. They can say and do what the fuck that they want to do uh, in, in public sphere, um, as long as they're not actually doing that stuff uh, and, and and putting out on company uh, secrets. So. Don't well, believe none of that shit. Uh, the issue involves marketing, okay? And I know a lot of marketing folks, some of our friends of mine, but their their world is to invent bullshit to try and sell things to you that you probably yep. don't want at a price that's good for them. That's their whole game, okay? So marketing- look at, the, look at the disclaimers at the bottom. Like any of that oh. marketing stuff, there's always a disclaimer on it that, that, that covers their ass. Oh. That's what they think covers their ass. And legally it does because you put disclaimers out. The problem is that people will fucking lie all day long to try and sell you shit. Okay, that's it. And insiders, they, they pass this law that says if you're an insider, you can't go dump a bunch of stock. Oh, unless you're a member of Congress, you can sell all the fucking stock you want because you know it's about to go in the toilet and you dump your stock. Okay? That's the kind of world we live in. When you're a publicly traded company, yep. there are requirements that you put things on the record. In this case, Tilroy, Tilray had to put on the record, we lost our ass last year. Stock value dumped, and these people went, hey, you were telling us all this great glowing news. The court said, yeah, they have a right to do that. You know, they're, they're not any different than any other officer director, which means they fucking lie like Dixie. 
Okay? So buyer beware out there because these, these guys went and bought a shitload of stock and lost their ass, okay? And they can't go after these guys because they had insider trading deals already approved. And even though they're greedy and made all this money, uh, it's not fraud. And how many times are you going to see a C-suite executive get a hop on TV or hop on like any other like marketing material and say like, yo, we're going to fucking lose our dicks next next quarter. I mean, this <laughs> like, is, you're yeah, never going to hear is, that shit. This yeah. is a huge yeah. win though, right, for Tilray though, Dale, legally speaking. What's that? This is a huge win for Tilray. Oh, well, it ab absolutely is oh, because yeah. now they avoid liability and all the attorney's fees are going to this. I mean, this, this, they have been given leave to amend their complaint if they can. But in the federal system, if you put it in your complaint and you sign that complaint that you know it turns out to not true, your ass is in big trouble. Okay. So I don't know that they can claim that this guy Kennedy knew facts that made him put him on on notice that you're lying through your teeth so we'll see if this goes any further but it was a good uh, win for till and for kennedy too i think he walked away with 13 million bucks in his pocket before the stock price crashed if future performance is not indicative of past uh, past results that's what they taught Straight you in, that's what they taught you in financial school rico no that's the, that is the disclaimer put on every piece of fucking marketing that's what i'm saying that they're, they're that's, that's, that's obviously the something they taught you in financial school i didn't well, go to financial I, school i went to our I school grew up in a family that owned businesses and i was taught from a little kid with my grandfather if somebody tells you you have a bargain walk away from because it's really a bargain they'd keep it themselves it's all bullshit and you know do your own work on it don't believe anything someone tries to sell you something has to say because they're full of shit Yep. Period. Fuck a bargain. Let's go to the bar again. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> a huge win. Huge win for Brennan. Huge, huge win right there. We're going to keep this show, yes, show rolling. Rico, uh, you want to introduce Gretchen today? I would be honored. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so up next, y'all know who it is. She is the founder of Panoptic Strategies and also the owner of the most uh, diverse collection of boutique Pitbull attire. <laughs> Here to break us off is our very own Washington insider, Gretchen Gilly. Good afternoon. Just more evidence. Jason is scared of me. Yeah, All right. right. Every day. Never, crying in his, never, crying into his pillow. I hope I don't have to talk it. to her. Stop it. <laughs> Headline. Uh, this is going out to all of you uh, sports lovers. World anti-doping agency experts say marijuana use violates the spirit of sport and makes athletes unfit role models. Members of World Anti-Doping Agency panel said that the marijuana use by athletes violates the spirit of sport making them unfit role models whose potential impairment could put others at risk. In an editorial published in the journal Addiction, several members of WADA's prohibited list expert advisory group summarized the reasons that the body decided to continue prohibiting cannabis use by athletes in competitions last year amid growing calls to end the policy. Perspectives were mixed. Others other, over whether marijuana enhances or has the potential to enhance sport performance. And the group also acknowledged that athletes have reported that cannabis benefits them by facilitating recovery and reducing pain. But in the end, they say that the use of marijuana in competition violates ethical standards justifying the ban.
Specifically, the editorial says that cannabis consumption runs counter to the spirit of sport, which encompasses a number of universal values of sport and four aspects that were particularly relevant to the discussion on cannabis remaining in the list. Here is what they say applies specifically to cannabis. Number one, excellence in performance. This could be undermined by consumption of cannabis during the use in competition period. Number two, character and education. The role model aspect is not compatible with use of a substance that is still illegal in most parts of the world. Number three, respect for rules and law. It, its use violates the law in most countries in the world, in addition to anti-doping organization rules in some instances. And number four, respect for self and other participants. The welfare and safety of other participants may be compromised by impaired judgment associated with the presence of cannabis in an athlete in competition. The group also said there was considerable agreement within WADA about another criterion for inclusion in the banned substance list, which concerns actual or potential risk to the health of the athlete. They said that marijuana can cause physical impairment as well as possible psychiatric symptoms and that its use during adolescence can inhibit cognitive development. Members determined that the potential of cannabis use to compromise the health and safety of the athlete qualifies the application of this criterion. While WADA decided to maintain the marijuana ban following a year-long review around this time last year, the editorial points out that the international organization has made other cannabis reforms, including raising the amount of THC that can be present in an athlete's urine to account for consumption outside of competitions, which is not prohibited under its rules. Because of these high thresholds, primarily chronic, frequent cannabis users and athletes consuming high doses in competition will be detected. Therefore, the cutoff generally will not affect the freedom of an athlete who wishes to legally consume cannabis outside a competition. Athletes who have a need for medical cannabis treatment should request a therapeutic use exemption. Uh, and this goes on and on and on. Basically, it's a whole lot of bullshit about why WADA is still against cannabis and I don't see it changing anytime soon. This Gretchen for Hyatt 9 News. You can um, smell the morality in this, Gretchen. I mean, good and Lord. Go, is that, is, is that, well, what, is that what it back, is? I knew I smelled oh, something, Dale. I knew I smelled something. I didn't back, know what it was. The end of the 1800s and start of the 1900s where there was active efforts to outlaw alcohol and all their drugs was led by evangelical Christians who made it a moral issue to use alcohol and drugs. Now, we got alcohol put in the rearview mirror, and they still try to argue it's a moral issue, but all other use of substances that we call drugs now have a moral element to it. And you just heard it, you know, morality, justice, all that kind of shit. Oh, humans have been using this substance for thousands of years, and we invented this morality reason for it. Um, a little over 100 years ago, and it needs to leave. It needs to leave, okay? Because there is no moral argument, because if you can go and do a beer commercial as a uh, athlete, okay, and, and you can't do one for CBD or cannabis products, then your moral argument is devoid of any morality. It's bullshit. You're picking and choosing where your moral line's being drawn. It shouldn't be there at all. The use of drugs is not a moral issue. Addiction to drugs is a medical issue. And we have to deal with it as a society because people use substances that make them feel better. 
no fuck i like ice cream it makes me feel better they're gonna you know make that immoral to eat and say it's illegal hey this is nonsense but it's real and we have to deal with it because a lot of people still feel that oh if we allow you these drugs then our nation is a moral failure here fuck you, well, you, you know i i just i just did a um a, a google search on um water president scandals and just it was surprise, surprise, just in uh, 2019, the new WADA president is soliciting sponsors to help finance anti-doping efforts. So all of their sponsors are against, quote unquote, doping. There's a huge conflict of interest here. And it's always about follow. It's always as simple as follow the damn money. So they have a bunch of people on board with them that are giving them money that are against any progress in this lane. Chances are that's what you're going to get here. I'm looking forward to the day that I see a NBA championship team, not just popping fucking bottles. Like, you know, we've seen Kobe and uh, MJ do in the past. You're having a smoke sesh. Right afterwards, right, right, afterwards, right on the right. 50 yard line, right in the center court, it just token the fuck up. That's that's what I want to see, like because you know what, like I guarantee you, there's some wild shit going on. We all seen uh, uh, what's his name, Joker, after the uh, championship this year, looking like a Mortal Kombat finish him. How much like, afterwards? Think- guarantee you, he had a rough couple days after that, and probably did some things that he wants to forget. But um, you smoke some weed. Hold on, Rico. That's what Rico. How recovered. much? How much do you think the NBA would charge for the blunt sponsorship for the NBA finals? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I, I, I say at, at least 15 At least mil? 15 mil. Easy. I think more. Yeah, than be, yeah especially now that it's, it's, much, it's much more international game. It'll be more. You have that. so many more eyes on it. You know, that's why they have those uh, billion dollar contracts. I think it's uh, those TV I contracts. See, I, I think see, it's going to be more. I, 50 I don't see. Now. I don't see. I don't see the NFL or NBA doing any commercials for any cannabis ever because they're going to say children are watching it. But they'll allow you to take your kids to let some grown men dress this horribly looking woman gyrate and sexualize your children with no problem. But they'll say, no, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what, what if they let uh, um, people gyrate <laughs> sexually and stuff? Like, you never what, heard what, of drag queen shows? They, they, you they didn't do. see all these yes, drag queen shows? Of they're going to the school. They're, yeah, you, like, you, like, you never seen it, bro? Like, where are you hiding at? I'm high, but I, I, I stay high, but I'm still let, here. Uh, let, the, let the players like, like wear a bunch of uh, women clothes and start gyrating sexually or anything like that. I've, I've yeah, never seen I'm that. saying that this is what I'm saying. Maybe, 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 I may, maybe it's like a glitch. I'm saying that the NFL, the NBA, won't allow you to show that because they're going to say children are watching this, this, uh, this, uh, right. this broadcast. Saying, yeah, but. You can see children watching grown ass men dressed as women with horrible makeup on, gyrating themselves and doing sexual acts to one another, and it's okay. And this is the excuse that they're going to use. They're going to say that you can't show that the kids because you said what? What game was that on? Was that during an NFL? No, 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 no. No, that's that, I that, missed that, it. You're, you're missing this point. You're missing. Are we, this are, we confu- are we confusing two different topics here? I, I, I thought we were talking about the story here. Not, not, not we. I, I put that topic with this topic and put them together and said why we won't see them together and said that you can see one thing, but you won't see this, meaning that they're hating on the plant. 
They're going to use any kind of bullshit excuse that they can to stop you from seeing it on television. Meanwhile, you can go to a nightclub, take your underage kid in there, and have drag queens pumping and shit around your kids, and it's perfectly fine. But you cannot have a, a commercial, God forbid, that shows anything about marijuana on a sports channel. This is what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I just want to wrap up with my favorite line from the op-ed so we can move along. My favorite line was, oh, where'd the sucker go? I lost it. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Here it is. Here it is. President Joe Biden described the way forward best when he said, rules are rules. That's what WADA has to say. Right, rules, rules are rules. You know what? <laughs> they need to take a page from Michael Phelps. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, has Joe Biden woken up yet? He, is, right. he has Keep not. He has not woken up. That is that is definitely for sure. But coming Let's up, keep the rolling. he's doing what the people that voted for him do. Who's you next? New naps. Who's, who's on? You you going to Rochelle, Rico? I can go to Rochelle. You can go to Rochelle. Right, go you know, uh, am I introducing everybody today? No. Sure. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> sounds okay. sounds easy peasy. So we're doing, we're doing uh, no ads. No ads today. No ads today. Okay. We're just running through it. Cool. So she's a cannabis and psychedelics reporter, editor at Green State, and we're on the block. She had double doubling trying to double entendre the government there. And she is a, the queen and king and emperor of all things Lego. Coming to the stage next, y'all know who it is. Rochelle Gordon. That's what you supposed to hit. Uh, oh, wow, the king, queen, and emperor of Lego. That's that's pretty high honor right there. Oh, yeah. So, I live up to. Um, so my story this week uh, revolves around the official start of the 2024 presidential election season. Last night, we saw the very first uh, GOP primary debate. Um, there were eight candidates on the stage. Former President Trump, who's leading in the polls, decided to opt out. Not a big surprise. That's kind of his move. Um, but in honor of the first debate, I put together a piece for Green State listing where the candidates currently are thought to stand on cannabis. So I'm going to move through this list pretty quick. Uh, some of them are clearly anti-cannabis. Some are pro-cannabis. Some we're not so sure yet. Um, so let's take a look. And I listed the candidates in the current uh, ranking of the polls, not um uh, not alphabetically. So first off, we have Donald Trump. He was not there last night. It's hard to say where he stands on the plant. Sometimes it feels like he's pro-state's rights. Uh, sometimes it feels like he says uh, otherwise. Um, he had recently said in, a, in an interview that the cannabis plant is pretty popular, but that it also does damage, um, and that he would take a look at some final results before deciding uh, where he stands on federal legalization. Uh, following up is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, frequent uh, critic of Trump. Uh, I'm not really sure uh, where this guy stands on cannabis, but he has cracked down on medical cannabis advertising in the state of Florida and made it harder for people to work in the industry uh, by removing certain um, uh, laws that would allow people who have convictions uh, from working in the industry. Um, this, uh, this new guy, Vivek Ramaswamy, he's 
not a politician. Um, he's a businessman. Some people consider him a younger version of Trump. Uh, he is a vocal supporter of cannabis reform. He recently appeared on Bill Maher's Club Random podcast to reiterate his stance. He says the current divide between states who have legalized and the federal government is a, quote, joke. He also tweeted recently that he supports decriminalizing ayahuasca and ketamine for veterans PTSD. Now, he actually was very entertaining in the debate last night and traded jabs with many of the candidates on the stage. I thought that was quite, quite entertaining. Um, we also have former Vice President Mike Pence, who has long held an anti-cannabis position. He's spoken out against the passage of safe banking. He's voted down protections for state legal mar medical marijuana programs during his time in Congress. During his time as the governor of Indiana, Pence said on Twitter that the state was leaning in to the war on drugs. Uh, rounding up, we have Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. While he did vote against protecting individual states' rights uh, and their medical marijuana programs. He does seemingly support safe banking. Um, he's on the uh, Senate Banking Committee, and he said during a recent hearing on the Safe Banking Act that a banking relationship is crucial to providing safety and stability for a company's employees and the customer it serves. Now, whether or not he actually supports reform remains to be seen. Uh, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, she is a big states' rights person. She believes it's, quote, very important for states to have uh, the freedom to decide uh, what they want to do with regard to cannabis. Um, her overall track record on the plan is light, um, but she seems to be at least supportive of hemp during her time as governor. Uh, she helped legalize industrial uh, hemp production as well as allowing doctors to prescribe CBD to patients with epilepsy. Uh, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, he took a lot of jabs last night in the debate as well um, and got a lot of vitriol from the crowd, which was interesting. Um, in a recent CNN town hall, the New Jersey governor, former New Jersey governor, said that he would end war on drugs, but that is not even close to legalizing cannabis in his mind. It's more about providing treatment for those caught possessing drugs and harsher penalties for those who are selling it. He also reportedly said during his time as governor that taking tax revenue from legal marijuana is equated to blood money, uh, which is interesting considering how much money they brought in from medical cannabis during his time running that state. Um, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, he didn't say a whole lot last night, um, but he's seemingly in favor of medical cannabis at least. Um, he, the North Dakota legalized medical marijuana in 2016, and actually in 2019, Doug Burgum uh, decriminalized possession of up to a half ounce of cannabis. He's also pardoned a very small number of people convicted of low-level cannabis possession. Rounding out the crowd, Arkansas, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, again, barely said a word last night. Um, if he's elected president, which I highly doubt will happen, he will definitely not enact cannabis uh, reform. He previously led the DEA and has a serious track record of enforcing federal prohibition in states that have legalized. So a lot of folks on the stage last night um, in the polls, Trump is far, far ahead of everybody, followed by DeSantis and then uh, Ramaswamy uh, on a slight, slight uptick. Um, but given the fact that we have really no idea who's going to end up being the nominee, it's hard to say if federal cannabis reform would come with any of the candidates. I'm going to leave it up to the Republicans on the uh, on the call right now to tell us who is 
be most likely to pass legalization should they be elected? Who's most likely to pass legalization once elected? That's the question. That's the question. Who is the Republican candidate? Who is? I'm going to leave this up to Jason. First of all, I think I think I think I think the question we should we should we should rephrase the question to which which presidential uh, hopeful, if elected, would at which point direct Congress to get legislation to his desk to sign to legalize cannabis. I think that would be more because that's that's what would happen. That's a fair question. So who who would it be? Who would be your choice? What do you think? You think I I roll? Yeah, huh? uh, <laughs> that's just stupid. Uh, uh, honestly, I would say probably Vivek. Uh, Trump um, will be sitting in jail, so he ain't happening. Trump won't be sitting in jail. Trump, My guy's yeah, going to be free. He's going to be good. That's first and foremost. Exactly. I'm not even going to put that on nobody. And um, uh, I'm supposed to be meeting with Vivek uh, since August, September, next month, to walk him through Brooklyn. And I'm going to just say this because I'm going to say it to him when I see him. Um, you guys keep falling for the same uh, same trick over and over again. This just reminds me of Barack Obama. Some new flashy guy comes out. He says everything you want to you want to hear. He's beautifully articulate, and you guys just get romanticized and fall for it. Uh, where the fuck did this guy come from? He works for the pharmaceutical company. Hey, I ain't falling for no, shit. Let me finish. Allow me to finish. Allow me to finish. Allow me to finish. Allow me to finish. Please allow me to finish. Please, because this isn't this isn't to you. This is just this is just in general. So if you if you if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna put the shoe on get the pocketbook, but this isn't to you. Okay. But if you want to get the shoe, get the pocketbook, right? Um, there's a lot of people who just they hear people and they're like, oh, he's saying everything I want is here, and they just they just fall for it. He worked with the pharmaceutical companies. He's a billionaire from pharmaceuticals. We always talk about how Moderna and all these people are killing people, and and how many people die from pharmaceuticals. He's been dealing with the same people. That helped start this COVID shit. He's in business with them, and he's not. He's not. We don't know nothing about none. Of, we don't know nothing about him. Nobody rap him. And I'm gonna say this. And I'm gonna say this. Donald he Trump. Rap. He did rap. Donald Trump. Donald Trump retweeted me rolling up a blunt and lighting it and smoking it for somebody to say that what he's not against or what he's against is bullshit. I smoked blunts with Jason in the fucking hotel. Trump's hotel. They let that nigga smoke in there. He not like what you, he has to be a certain way because there's other people watching besides you and I. You and I watching, he's talking to you and I, he'll tell you, I don't give a shit if you smoke or not. I don't care, personally. I don't care. If you're an adult, that's what you want to do, what you want to do. But you have people. What, 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 so what, is, what, is, what, is Trump th- what does Trump care about? Trump's what? take is if they, if Trump take is if they sign it about? and make it, Trump's take is, is if they sign it and make it legal, he will sign on it and make it legal. If, they, if, if, if the House and the Senate says it's now uh, it's now removed off the banned substance list, he will sign it into law. That is his but take. Not, but they're not doing that. It's, it's not, so it's not on him. It's on the House and the Senate. And that's who it's always been on. Shocker. Some guy in Washington doesn't want to step up to the plate and actually take control, which he could have done for four fucking years, and he didn't do it. He, we all so knew he to wasn't going to do it in his first Trump term. is going to do it. No, because his bestie in Florida, what's his name? Uh, owns all the casinos. He died. What's his name? Kept telling him no. Yes, that he was against cannabis. And that's why Trump has been against cannabis now that he's dead maybe he'll move on this but i've been around a long time and the question was who do i think is most likely to do it i think vivek is crazy enough to fucking do it 
Do I think he is a good choice for president? Fuck no. Do I think that any of those guys are really the best choice out there? Not really. The only person who semi-impressed me last night uh, was Nikki Haley. And that's because I don't think much of her to begin with. So I was like, all right, Nikki, stepping up. But the rest of them. Did she, have, did, did she have her own thoughts? She was not bad. At least she has some a, foreign policy. I'm a very loyal individual. So last night, viewers, I did not partake in that fuckery. I did not partake and watch any of these people up there because every single last one of them should just be asking to be vice president under Donald Trump. He is the nominee. He's clearly defeating yes, that, that, that and was de the destroying everybody. Debate. For anyone to run currently right now is only dividing the nation. And it, it only and it only it only adds to the to the fact that that last stolen election wasn't stolen. And it makes people think that we're all going to just forget about all or the people who are running are currently going to forget about how fraudulent that last election was and how they're trying to implement the same rules they did last time so they can try to steal it again. So for everyone watching, if you are really uh, a supporter of Donald Trump or maybe you're on the fence for him or whatever the case may be, he's not a perfect person. And I understand that when you are sitting in that seat, there are people who are around you saying a bunch of million things in your ear. And it's hard to find what direction you're going to go in, especially when you're the, the first time you're sitting in that chair and the first time you have the job. But I'm going to tell you something now. If you vote for this man, donate your time. Poll watch and count them damn ballots. I promise you, you're going to see fireworks if that man get in that office. And you're going to see a lot of red faces and blue and black asses if that man gets back in that seat. And that's what I'm going to give my support to. I'm not going to watch anyone else talk or waste my time watching anybody. I don't want to be spoon fed. And the people that you seen up there last night are the people that they want you to see. That's why they're up there. All right. Yeah, well, let, me, let me just say, I, I took an oath twice to support and defend the Constitution when I went into the military and when I became an attorney. And I'm sorry, Mr. Montagna, but that guy does not support and defend the Constitution. I'm sorry. His ass is in court now, and he does not get to control the narrative. So we're going to see just how tightly they're going to squeeze his balls and every one of the balls of everybody else around him and see what's going to happen here. And there's How a much money you have, Dave? Dave, Dave you're, you're a successful lawyer? Uh, no, I'm a lawyer. Okay, so so I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, but I've argued. I've argued my own case. I, I was sentenced to life. I was sentenced to life in federal prison, and I brought myself home, acting as my own attorney pro se. And I've went through every single one of these uh, these indictments that they had against him. I, I looked at the affidavits. There's nothing near tangible that they're going to be able to lock Donald Trump on outside of what I felt happened in Florida. And the only thing there, the issue is that the grand jury was procured out of Washington, D.C. and not out of Florida. So that's, that's all bullshit. I'm sorry to say that doesn't hold up in court. It works well in the in the court of public opinion. But when you're in front of a federal judge and the federal judge sit your ass down, shut the fuck up and the jury, please come in. Okay, that's the world I've been operating in for 36 years, and I'm telling you, Tony, you can believe it's not what real. you believe. The fuck, it's not. If the it's order not, is not you're real. under arrest, you're going to jail. Guess where he's going to go? Okay? He can't talk his way out of they, this. They, 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 it's, it seems like that, but they just try to give Hunter Biden a whole free ride. I don't, hey, I hope that's they. What Hunter Biden got to do with it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Tony, wait, 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 hold on. You said, hold on, what? Relevant. No, I'm showing. I'm showing. I'm showing that it's fake. It's it's pick and choose who they want to do it to. 
Listen, yeah. these people go into poor communities. Listen, no, hold on, wait. These people go into poor communities, target poor people. I was gonna do, I was gonna do a show about this uh, coming up today. They go into poor communities, they target poor people, and then they victimize the poor people by turning them into terrorists. Literally, the FBI has to release we, men we gotta, that they said was trying to blow up synagogues. Hold on, like hold on. These we, we, like, we, we got to keep it moving. We got to keep it moving. We still yeah, have. We, keep still, it we still have. Yeah, you are not. You are not gonna have this conversation when we done. Yeah, we, yeah, we got to keep this. All right, all right, all right, good. We can keep it rolling, right? Yes. Yeah, roll it. Instead of taking the easy route, sing the new lows in life, you know, with the rest of the uh, Delta Eight rooftop dabbers in Austin. Our next correspondent hit the high road. He's a fellow dope dad, and he's representing the great purple state of. Texas, y'all know who it is, Stone Slade. Oh, I forgot we don't have crowd sharing anymore. I was ready for it. Thank you, Rico Lamite, proudly standing here in the heat of this purple state of Texas. But my story is going to take us uh, around the world, over in fuck it, Thailand. An American tourist possibly forgot that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Uh, Angakan Varak Chang, I know I butchered that name was caught on camera wielding what is now humorously labeled as a Ghostbusters-style weed blower, releasing a generous cloud of cannabis smoke upon unaware pedestrians on a teeming street. This footage naturally did what any embarrassing spectacle does in our age. It went viral. Fuck its finest, led by police Colonel Sajin Nalabedi, scoured CCTV footage and tracked down our pot-promoting adventurer. He was then nudged, or more likely with a strong shove made uh, to make a video apology. When confronted, Mr. Chang revealed his intentions weren't all smoke and mirrors. He was marketing his cannabis business. Sorry, I'd like to apologize to fuck it. I generally love Thailand. It was a misunderstanding, he lamented, but the aftermath might be lingering. Whispers suggest that he may be banned from returning to the Southeast Asian paradise ever. Post this cannabis cloud wow. incident, fuck its local, I'd really love saying fuck it, fuck its local authorities sprung into action as sweep was conducted among the local cannabis vendors, ensuring that all T's were crossed and I's were dotted. The good news that every seller did pass with flying colors. Now for a bit of context, Thailand up until just very recently, last June actually, was no playground for uh, cannabis users before decriminalizing cannabis. Their anti-cannabis stance was among the strictest in the world with offenders uh, facing severe penalties, including long prison sentences. The decision to legalize has a notable impact on the number of people incarcerated in the country. Previously, anybody caught trading or growing cannabis risked a $46,000 fine and a prison sentence up to 15 years. It's estimated that people convicted of drug-related offenses accounted for 80% of Thailand's prison population. When the new, when the new rules were announced, uh, around 4,000 Thai prisoners became eligible for release, a step towards reducing their high prison population. And now the restrictions uh, for cannabis are just to those under 20 and no nobody that's pregnant. You know, it, it, whenever there's a, a global step forward, like Thailand's move to decriminalize cannabis, it reminds me of a fragile dance between cultures and change. It only takes one misstep or, or one misjudged plume of smoke in this case to set us back. A cannabis consumer, uh, a, a cannabis, excuse me, as cannabis consumers, we're not just enjoying a plant, we're representing a community. While the world is full of rich experiences and vibrant encounters, it also comes with responsibility to respect the places that we visit. As cannabis consumers, we're ambassadors kind of in a way. Let's not be that guy who makes headlines for all the wrong reasons. I'm Stone Slade reporting for the Hyatt Nine News Hour. Stone, stone, stone.
What do you got to say about that? bringing the heat, man. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, two tears in the bucket. Bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, it's right, right? I'm not just up here breaking the, the YouTube rules. It's, no. it's fucking Thailand, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, that's Phuket. Phuket, Phuket. Yeah, but I mean, I, it looks like it looks like fuck it. Well, I, you know, I was just going uh, fuck, uh, so, Kamala, uh, Kamala. You know, it's, it's the same old thing, right? Yeah, whatever. Tomato, tomato. See, Shit's Creek. How about that? There we go. I love it. <laughs> I mean, so, so they made him apologize. Made him apologize and kicked him out of the country, maybe forever. I mean, I mean. He, he ended up just apologizing to the judge or to the cops or like who is he actually apologizing to? To the people he offended in the streets of fucking Thailand. Did they pull the same people out when they, they made him do this? It, it, yeah. The story kind of doesn't make sense after a certain point. I don't know how that was broadcast out how to anybody he may have offended on the streets. Is it, is, is it is some this, type of like uh, is it the like same Thailand, guy from Cookies Baltimore? Thailand reefer Maybe. madness propaganda type of stuff. Like, oh, you're so bad, we're gonna make you apologize. Ah, ha, 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 ha. I'm just thinking about you're in this country where I mean, till last year it was a pretty big big deal to 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 have Kenneth. I don't even think. They really allow you to smoke in the streets there. So this guy was like, like the cookies guy was walking around, just getting gassing people. There's video in the in the link, um, just gassing people around on the streets. I mean, you know, it's it's normal shit, but you got to respect where you are. You're representing the plant kind of in a way. These people are just now opening up to it, and you go over there and act like an asshole. I mean, come on, mm -hmm. <laughs> America. Yeah, you do what you want. Yeah, that's right. Wherever we want, America. Oh yeah, America. What do you think about this, Gretchen? Would you, would if you got caught smoking in Thailand and they made you apologize in the streets, are you gonna apologize? Hell yeah, I'd be thinking that my ass wasn't getting caned, or I'd be sitting in prison for thirty years. Fucking apologize. Get out of town when you can. Because if you get caught out there, they might make you sit in the cell with them lady boys. You're gonna definitely. Yeah, they're gonna make you. Sorry, I won't come back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Dumb American tourists. It never stops. Bangkok. Oh man. Thank you, Stone. That's that was great. That was that was a very, very interesting story. Very much so. All right. So bringing us home today is the self-proclaimed most feared black Latin man alive. He's a political leader, artist, activist, entrepreneur. And you know what? Somehow he thinks that Donald Trump will always have his back too. <laughs> Coming to the stage, y'all know who it is. It's Tony Montago. I give everybody the baby clap. I want to thank, I want to thank all our viewers, all and all my uh, great co-hosts here today on the show. Again, you guys, it is an honor to be here with all my esteemed colleagues and all you guys out, out there watching us. And today's story is bipartisan senators say marijuana legalization disrupts cartels and letter challenging proposed menthol cigarette bans. Well, because you know they can't let you stop their tobacco flow now, right? That's a lot of money. So a bipartisan group of United States citizens are acknowledging that state-level marijuana legalization has disrupted the operations of international drug cartels as they raise concerns with the State Department over plans to ban menthol cigarettes and cap nicotine content. Wow. And a letter sent to Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, he's a bitch ass, 
last week. Senator Mark Warren, Democrat of Virginia, and Bob Casey, Democrat of Pennsylvania, Bill Casey, Republican of Los Angeles, and Marco Rubio, Republican of Florida. Shout out to you, Mark. And uh, Bill Hargley, uh, Republican uh, representative of Tennessee, said that uh, prohibitionist policies for certain tobacco products would benefit the illicit market, which is continually evolving in response to new regulatory policies. The lawmakers and the lawmakers use cannabis as an example on how cartel operations shift depending on whether certain substances are prohibited and or regulated. Legalization at the state level, they argued, has reduced demand for illicit marijuana. Holding up the cartels is why they've been sending all the fentanyl. As it has become easy to sell marijuana products in the U.S., Mexican TCOs, that is uh, transitional criminal organizations, have prioritized trafficking fentanyl. Told you. And other synthetic drugs that are cheaper to manufacture, easy to transport, and generate more profit. The senator, <clears throat> the senators, none of whom are vocal cannabis uh, legalization advocates, said. Republican senators, including Casey Rubio and Hag Hagelry, made this uh, the same point in a letter to the head of food and drug uh, the, to the head of the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, last month imploring the agency to reconsider its plan to ban menthol cigarettes and cap nicotine content. TCOs have expanded their operations to include the production and distribution of cigarettes. The bipartisan group wrote in a new letter to Blinken, TCOs more genuinely, more generally have taken advantage of drug smuggling routes to import illegal cigarettes into the U.S., contributing to the significant use of smuggled cigarettes. The senators include a list, question, uh, a list of questions for the Secretary of State uh, about how the, uh, how the department is dealing with issues related to the illicit tobacco trafficking. They ask about the status of interagency work to combat the problem, how efforts to limit tobacco use could empower traffickers in engagement with international partners to address the problem, for example. It is clear that threat it is clear, it's clear that threat actors from transnational organi organized crime entities to terrorize organizations are employing increasingly creative tools to subvert control uh, and, and to and uh, sorry you guys to subvert controls imposed by the U.S. and our international partners. They said they'll come back on y'all. Give me one second. Don't don't cry. Give me one second. Come on, fix yourself. Sorry you guys. Let me switch cameras. Uh, give me a second, you guys. I'm sorry. So these try to get fancy. Try to give you guys a different camera angle, and it's just this here is just like not respecting the love at all. Period. So let's just do this this way. We're right, we're back. I think. Uh, uh, just keep sorry. talking. Yeah, just keep on reading the story. Okay, yeah. Bro. So the senator, the senator points about shifting threads in marijuana trafficking and state legislation. Is bolstering by a Congressional Research Service, the CRS report that was related last year showing how demand for illicit cannabis from Mexico has continued to drop as more states open up regulated domestic markets. Now, let me fix this. What do everybody have to say about this? Talk to me. Tell me what you're thinking. I mean, I mean well, I'll go for it, Gretchen. I was just going to say, as a Pennsylvania constituent uh, to Bob Casey who has never said a damn word since he got elected like 40 years ago. I, I find this surprising. He's a ham sandwich. He does nothing. 
So yay, Bob Casey, for actually finally waking up and saying something. What the heck? This is a double-edged sword. I don't know if anybody even uh, realized what, what just happened just now. This is a double-edged sword for the people that we just had uh, something earlier today about whatever group it was that was trying to say it's harmful or we should, it's it's not, it's morally or incorrect or bad or whatever. But clearly the World Anti-Doping Agency. Yeah, but clearly in this report it says that allowing the states to legalize marijuana hinders the, the cartels. It hinders the drug traffickers. So if you legalize it at a federal level, you hinder the drug traffickers. You yes, hinder yeah. but hold on. the there's, drug yeah, cartels. There's, there, there's another side to this, though. There, there's a whole other side to this. Because oftentimes, you'll have the cartels that'll just jump into the legal side and play the legal side and still do their cartel games with the legal side. So I wonder how much it really does disrupt in, in the overall, all in all. But... It has to disrupt it because if you legalize it and, and the states can legalize it, it's like, all right, when I was selling, when yeah, I was selling yeah, yeah, marijuana. But you, you, there's still there's still a thriving, thriving, thriving illicit market still going on. And we still have legalization in a number in, in a majority of states. And so and 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 yet the, the illicit market is thriving at, at, at numbers that it's never done before. So is it really? Does it really? I think so, bro. I'm just saying, like, for me, from when I was, like, when I, <clears throat> eight years ago, when I was trafficking drugs, right, uh, is that the word for it? I mean, if you leave from New York with, with uh, an ounce of weed, it's trafficking, right? So let's just say you leave from New York, you go to New Jersey, you have an ounce of weed on you. If they would have caught you, it would have been, it would have been a problem. You know what I mean? Like, it would have been a serious problem. I don't think that's the case now, though, bro. You have to, you have to understand something. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If well, they're that, telling that, that's, you, that's, 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 that's hit me if they're though. telling you, Bro, listen to me, bro. If they're telling you it's slowing the drug cartel, it's because it's true. When when marijuana became legal in New York, I want nothing to do with it. Because now everyone's got fucking weed, bro. Everybody's got weed. It's hard for me to make money in that market when I know the same pound I was getting 4000 for is now going for 1400 Yeah, You but, have to go to a different market, and then you search for markets where it's not legal. You go and sell weed where you know it's not, because you're going to get paid more. I understand. Quick question, Tony. I have a quick question. Does it cite anywhere data that they are basing this off of nowadays? That it's no, disrupting they don't. the cartels? I, and, and, and now, this is the thing, though. Hear me out, though, Queen. Hear me out, though. I'm all, I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, is a double-edged sword for the people that are trying to say that it's a hindrance because we just had senators bipartisanly bi do a bipartisan letter say that it 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 gives you an argument to, to legalize it. All I'm, all I'm trying to say is as much as they try to put an argument out there to say no, they're giving us an argument to say yes. Okay. I just, I, I, I just, I, I'm just not sure that, that I, I just don't think that that's necessarily the, the right argument to use for us to get past. I think it is one of them. I think that is, I, I, I think I don't think it hurts. Them. Yeah, I, I agree I that think I don't think it hurts. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if there's actually like real data that you're going to be able to show that that's really the, the real reality other than just, just talking, talking points. I'm a former drug talking. dealer. Anywhere the drug is legal, we don't want to be there. Because now it, it creates too much competition. The markets is way open, and then it just destroys the prices. It's, if you're selling drugs and I'm selling drugs, and I come on your block and I start to sell the drugs for cheaper, you're gonna lose money. We're gonna have a problem, I or get, you might have to go somewhere else. I, I I get that. I get that on that market when you're playing in the same in the same field. But the 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 trap market is not subject to the same rules that the legal market is and the legal market has a lot of inflated taxes a lot of uh, other uh, other types of uh inflated costs that that are that are that are built in that don't allow yeah, that those two markets to play at the same field so that's why i yeah, say I, I don't know if I, this really does anything i, I get uh, it and, 
And I would just say I have figured out where their data came from. It's from a CRS report. Uh, yeah, that's, that yeah, that's was what put out earlier this year. So they have data on it. There's a there's yep. a date. There's data on it. Okay. This from the Congressional on. Research Services is where they're getting this. I, I I will I will I will I will stand down. And they are citing the State Department's 2022 International Narcotics Control Strategy Report. Do we know that just because they got less less funding that 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 they were able to do less bus, so therefore that would reflect in their report? What the hell are it you talking marijuana about? It says uh, marijuana moments oh. is a trafficking. Right, we, are, we, are, we are well over time now. <laughs> okay, I, lo- okay. I love, I love, I love, love, love to hear uh, Republicans go out of each other's necks. I promise. <laughs> but we are well over time. And thank you all for joining us for another uh, yet another episode of High at Nine News. You can always catch us live weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to the super fan show and love getting their comments live on the big screen. Our live audience and online supporters catching us across all the all the media platforms, including Rumble. Big uh, favorite of uh, Mr. Montega and uh, and Jason Beck here. Uh, to our vetted correspondents, tune in from all over, bringing us much-needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table. Our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, all the sponsors keeping the lights on, AV struggles to a minimum when they do, when, you know, when, they, when it rains, it rains, you know what I'm saying? Um, as always, Cannabis Sativa L, the reason the High 9 News team reads these headlines every single day. Thank you. It has been Thursday, August 24th, 2023. The show is over. You've all been blessed with the top headlines of the industry. Hope was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. My name is Rico Lamid, the dopest dad on the street, and you have been tuned into Hyatt 9 News. Today with the outro, we're going to go to my man, Stone Slade. What you got for us, my man? What you got? What you got for us, man? What you got? What you got? You got nothing. You're muted. You got nothing. Unmute yourself, Stone. Unmute yourself. There hey, you go. no matter where you are, if you're out and about, your city, another city, if you're in fuck it, Thailand, don't act like an asshole. Represent yourself. Represent America. Represent cannabis. Have a good day. <laughs>